Hello, everyone. I'm Melina. And I'm Aditi. Welcome to an episode of Yakin' About Bojack. Yes, welcome, Melina. What did you think about this specific episode, Season 3, Episode 4, Fish Out of Water? Didn't this episode make you want to go swimming? Uh, it actually did not make me want to go swimming. I'm not a fan of swimming, Melina. <laughs> what? <laughs> it did make me want to snorkel a little bit, but I am also, listeners, I don't know if you know this, I'm scared of fish. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. you would really not like being down there. <laughs> I would not like being down there. No, it was fun to see animated fish, but uh, real life fish kind of disturb me. They're just so weird. Sorry, they're just weird. They just look uncomfortable and they make me feel uncomfortable looking at fish. It's very weird. People think looking at fish is like a fun activity. I was at the dentist's office recently, Melina. Mm-hmm. And they have, you know, those TV screens? Uh-huh. And the TV screen, guess what it was playing? Fish. It was playing fish because they're like, oh, it's relaxing while, you know, people are looking at their teeth to have like fish in a, an aquarium. And I was like, this is the exact opposite of relaxing to me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a thing with dentists, but my dentist yes. used to have an aquarium there. Yes. Definitely people would stare at fish. Isn't that the plot of Finding Nemo? <laughs> <Was it>? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's, it's a dentist thing. But before we go off track talking about dentists and aquariums, Melina, mm-hmm. this episode was very different. Yeah. What did you actually think? Just the vibe. Before we get into the summary, what do you think of the vibe of this episode? I think it was a very chill, dreamy kind of vibe. Like, chill dreamy. Mm-hmm. yeah, like they didn't speak, like with the music, the kind of like hallucinatory kind of music it was playing, I felt. Yes, it felt very in a trance. Do you know there was less than three minutes of dialogue in this whole episode? Yeah, yeah, at the very beginning and at the end, yeah. Yep, yep, very little dialogue. And it was... I think at some points I was starving to hear something, but it was still very captivating the whole time. It was like watching a silent film and they express so much with mm-hmm. the actions. And I think it really showed how out of water Bojack was, you know, that, that shocked and that I loved that. Would you be surprised to learn that this episode was nominated for an award? What, what award? There are, there are awards for episodes. Yeah, shows? so there are awards for episodes for shows. So this episode is actually nominated for two awards. It was nominated mm. for uh, Annie Awards. The Annie Awards are the LA branch of the International Animated Film Association. Mm. And so it was nominated for that. And it was also nominated for the Guild Writers of America Award. Right? Okay. Guild Writers for, for the writing for this episode. So it did not win, but it also received critical acclaim across the board. And is considered Mm. one of the best television episodes of 2016 and is a must-watch for the series. Actually, uh, from the Vulture, Jesse David Fox called it a must-watch. He said the best part was, you don't have to watch a single other episode of BoJack to enjoy it. That is somewhat true. I mean, you still kind of need to know the plot line. But I guess it makes sense if you're just like watching as a standalone. You're like, there's this horse who wants to go to do a show. And there's like beef with this lady. Yeah, 
you sets up the whole premise, right? And it, I think it by itself is a very strong standalone, but it is one of the strong episodes. I really wanted you to watch this. So I'm so excited to talk about it. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk in, in terms of awards before we get into the summary, other episodes we have watched have been nominated for awards. Mm-hmm. So there are two episodes you've already seen that were nominated for awards. Do you want to guess which ones? Both are from season two. Season two? I feel like season two was so long ago. Yeah. So, okay, take take a guess. The the chicken one. Oh, actually, no. The chicken one was not. (laughs) Though it did make us think a lot. The chicken one about eating chickens. Chicken for days. No. Actually, not that one. I'm quite surprised. You're right. Then then I, I I have no guesses. So, episode one, Brand New Couch. Okay. Okay. I'm not actually sure why with Brand New Couch, because I do agree with you. The Chicken for Days episode has, like, really resonated with me. Uh, and then also Hank After Dark. And I believe that's episode seven of season two. Is it because uh, of the way they were, like, approaching a serious-ish topic? Well, I guess I the chicken so. eating is also serious, but... Yes, but I also think the serious topic in Hank After Dark is something that was running rampant in mm. in... Uh, Hollywood right so I think that it was very poignant and timely as well like we talked about the Me Too movement at that time and Mm -hmm. Time's Up and so I think that that episode really encapsulated all of that so it's been great you're gonna find out more episodes throughout the upcoming seasons that have actually not only been nominated as well but have won and I think 2016 Mm. and these seasons of BoJack are now marking why it is such a great show and how it's been getting critical attention and that starts snowballing and really I think you get to savor the beauty of the show. And that's what I felt this episode was. Okay. Yeah, definitely. It was, it's definitely different from the, the two season, like two episodes you mentioned in season two. Like, yeah, it's ever, it's very artistic. Yes. This felt like an art film. (laughs) This felt like a standalone art film. And Mm. I, it's very different from the rest of Bojack, but it did have some similar humor but it was played out visually because you didn't have any dialogue. The angry Bojack going around <laughs> beating up fish. <laughs> okay, now we, we've talked enough about the episode before talking about the episode. Do you want to hear a summary, Melina? Yes, please. Okay, so this is season three, episode four, as mentioned, Fish Out of Water. Came out in 2016, July, all of the 12 episodes. This one specifically is about... Secretariat premiering at a festival and this is Mm. a must for an Oscar nominated movie and the only option they have is POF Pacific Ocean Film Fest where Kelsey Jennings will also be there for her film. Now Pacific Ocean Film Fest is actually underwater. So it is Bojack's job at this film festival to show up at the premiere to schmooze and take some photos. Simple, right? However, Bojack gets sidetracked and he arrives in a completely different underwater world and has a completely different adventure is that an accurate description Mm-hmm. and i have one question well i have two i guess how do they eat down there i was thinking the same <laughs> thing because the first thing bojack does as we've talked about i think in the previous episode when he's been doing the circuit right is mm-hmm. he immediately goes to do his vices and his vices are you know drinking and smoking and he was mm-hmm. unable to drink and unable to smoke they 
do explain how they resolve that in the end. Like he takes mm. a suppository up his ass to drink. Oh, that's what they did. I was so I was very confused. I was like, <laughs> did the head did it just like disappear under their skin? Like I, what happened? And then the patch is literally on his uh skin for nicotine. Like that's a strong way to get like I guess it's better for your lungs. You know, you just get it like I guess. shoot that drug up. But um that's how they do it. I don't know how they eat. I mean, you can't. Yeah, you can't do a suppository for that. I can tell you that. <laughs> Maybe you could. Maybe it's like a multivitamin. But honestly, I don't think Bojack is the person to teach us because he didn't know this whole episode. <laughs> the best joke is there was a button to talk, <laughs> and he thought he couldn't speak at all. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And I, I wonder whether you know most of this episode when he's trying to hear other animals, he can't. Because it's muffled mm-hmm. in the water. And I mm-hmm. wonder if there was a way in which he could press that and actually have been able to speak and communicate with them. Yeah. Would he have been able to hear them better? <laughs> it's uh I mean, I feel like someone would have at least been like pointing at it, being like, you know, you can do that. I don't think they need to know, because most of the other fish creatures or water water animal creatures don't seem to need anything. Right? That's true. They don't seem to need any other bubble, so they wouldn't know about it. They're not creatures that need a bubble. I think the only person mm. who could have instructed him was Kelsey Jennings, because she also needed a bubble, but he didn't get a so chance she, to talk to She was probably not happy with yeah. him. Probably not happy with him. It was interesting, though, because the world here underwater also had different writing. Oh, yeah. It was. It looks like some kind of German, I think. It looked just like English with other letters, though. Like, <laughs> so the word seahorse was pretty easy. Maybe it was German. Uh, what did you think about how they built this underwater world? It gave me a lot of SpongeBob vibes. Yeah. Especially with the bubble. Yes. Oh, because that reminds me of Sandy. I forgot Sandy in SpongeBob also has a bubble. Yes. How does Sandy eat? Oh, because her her room, her, her house doesn't have um, water in it, right? Yeah, it doesn't. But then it's also like, this. that means she doesn't go out and eat. Like enjoy, how does she enjoy her time with the rest of the animals? No, she's got to always do take home with Krabby Patty and then eat at home. <laughs> you know, it was an interesting question because in this show, we have seen several fish creatures above ground. In fact, when Bojack boards a submarine and makes that whole scene about how he doesn't want to go on, you know, underwater, there are some snakes next to him, snake family feeding a snake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the passenger next to him is a fish when he talks mm-hmm. about how much he doesn't like fish and he doesn't like being mm-hmm. underwater. And she's not wearing a bubble above ground. So how does that fish not suffocate in the air? <laughs> Melina? Maybe the fish here are evolved and are able to get like the small percent of water vapor in the air. They can just like, I don't know, suffice for their water needs. Yeah, that's one big inconsistent rule. (laughs) I love the whole underground world, but the fact that the fish don't need bubbles above ground broke it for me. And they could have done a quick fix and just made in this episode, I guess, standalone like retro fixed it by having the fish next to Bojack have like a bubble on her head. But they did not. One minute, 40 seconds. Listeners, you can confirm it. The fish in the submarine did not need a bubble and she was on land with air. So I mean, there were many questionable things about the water world, like the fact that you could swim. Yeah, I don't know why everybody's walking everywhere and you can just like swim (laughs) through the water. When Bojack realized that, I was like, what? (laughs) But I think that was a beautiful metaphor. In the scene where Bojack's trying to run away, and he realizes if he just lets go, he can just float away. 
Mm. Right? He can he can actually survive. Like he's struggling and fighting for some reason that he doesn't need to. And so much of just this artsy uh, episode because there's just beautiful music playing and we're just visually seeing everything. So much of this artistic representation made me see his actions as metaphors. Oh. Nah, I just took it straight up. <laughs> like this guy was trying to jump off, but then he just happened to realize he could actually float buoyancy and like swimming is a thing. Even though I guess he's technically a two thousand pound horse. But okay, I wonder horses also don't like salt water because I think that it's really poisonous to them. So I've heard that horses don't like it. But I've also heard that like okay, we float as humans because we have air. Don't horses also float? I guess, but we're also not 2,000 pounds. Okay, wow. Why are you hating? Why are you shaming <laughs> Bojack? Oh my goodness. Why are you shaming him? I did want to point out one thing about the whole floating metaphor. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs is Corin Bailey Ray's song, Put Your Records On. Have you mm-hmm. heard it? No, I, mm, I'm not sure. It was really big when we were younger, uh, Melina, when we were, I think, kids. So this is really aging us. I'm dating I probably- us here did not know it then (laughs) there's a line in the song and it goes like girl put your records on tell me your favorite song you go ahead let your hair down and there's a specific line about how we struggle so let me just find it i'm looking at the lyrics now um i thought it was put your records on but it is not and it's really about how when you stop struggling you realize you'll float and i can't remember you know listeners if you know a song that has a lyric like that let me know and it is definitely that is what I thought that metaphor was about. You know, he was struggling. He was on the edge. He was pushed up and about to jump off this building. And Bojack was struggling so hard to do the right thing. Right. Mm. He had gotten caught up in the sardines. It was so funny. The fact that sardines were squished everywhere. Sardines in a, in a taxi, sardines in an elevator, sardines in a room, and then sardines on the bus. That was our last catch. Loved it. Um, and then he ended up helping the seahorse deliver a, a baby. And I think the part that was so beautiful was Bojack did what Bojack normally does. He was going to leave the baby. And then he realizes he can't. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's completely heartless. There are He does help out on things. Yep. And also the baby kept like, um, like latching onto him several yes. times. It kept latching onto him. And I thought this was, again, an example of when Bojack tries to avoid responsibility. It's a pattern mm. from prom nights, a pattern from when he hit that deer with Wanda. But Wanda, mm. Wanda kept him accountable, you know? Mm. It was an interesting choice to show Bojack somewhere where his ignorance was so obvious. Did you think about that? I guess. I mean, I don't constantly think about how I would deliver seahorse babies okay not the seahorse baby aspect i do agree i you and i both will be completely confident what i mean is he knows he's going to pop but he did no research or ask questions about how the helmet works okay uh, he did not learn anything about how they communicate he didn't even exchange to get currency so i know i feel like this is almost something that anna kind of knew he would do yes when she asked him you know what a thumbs up means down there right Hmm. And he used it three times. (laughs) Which I think is just the golden rule of comedy. Three times. He kept Mm -hmm. repeating it. It was all over the news as he was walking around. (laughs) Melina, thumbs up clearly is something offensive. What do you Mm -hmm. think it means? Probably like a a middle finger. Probably a middle finger from the use case. But I think it probably means like 
you know, you're, you're, you're saying, talking about how the upper world is better. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was getting maybe too creative with that one, but I think you're right. It might be just the middle finger. But Melina, what did you think about Bojack not knowing anything about the world before going to Poff? Did you think that was wrong? I mean, I feel like especially he only had like one day like she didn't have time to prepare, right? So, uh, excuse me, that Did is he? nonsense. You have internet, okay? <laughs> Does he look like he can? He knows how to use internet. I he knows how to use Google. He has been pretentious pretentious <laughs> enough with other people. He knows how to use Google, Melina. Well, I mean, maybe he's just not used to like the idea. It's like how so yeah. we're in Canada, so it's like yes, we're we're aware there are different like countries and different peoples and different cultural things. Yeah. But say if you're like in a like a, in a very homogenous place where yes, you don't really think about this kind of thing. Like he, he maybe is like that. I mean, I guess he's technically in LA, but then it's also like he's an actor, so it's kind of like everyone's just eccentric. And he has access to information, Melina. I think it's really just ignorant when you have the ability and. All, like so many resources you can't say he doesn't have time you can't say he doesn't have money you can't say he doesn't have the ability to do this like i think it's rude if you go to a different country and you don't even know how to say thank you hello and please it's like a bare minimum right like yes and no even when i go on any trip to a country i look up those words because i think even if i can't speak the language i'm gonna try i think it i am someone who's there as a guest to this place in this country and it's my right to know the customs and to be polite right i'm not here to to be rude and disrespectful for them. So Anna was right. Asking him, do you know what thumbs up is? Basic. He should have known how to use a freaking like uh thing or asked, right? I don't I know. I feel that given Vojak and how he's kind of like, everything is about me kind of personality. Like the way that to solve his problems, he just punches fish down there. <laughs> like, Oh my goodness. And running clearly away Clearly he thinks he's better than them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I understand that aligns so well. You're right with Bojack's character, but it's one of those things that just irks me when other people do it too. It just, it is so self-absorbed and I might be hypocritical. I'm sure I've done this before, but I don't like this and I try to actively not be like that. And Melina, to me, that was like, Bojack is an awful human being for this. You know? <laughs> I was just like, I cannot forgive. Maybe that's too black and white because he did do a lot to make sure that seahorse got home well seahorse baby yeah well i mean if he wasn't there the seahorse never would have had clung to him if you think of it that way oh he caused the problem maybe although it's also interesting that the seahorse dad did just kind of like didn't look to see how many kids he actually had and just like popped them out was like okay just come like I know you'll come. That's a bit irresponsible too. <laughs> you don't know. I don't know how seahorses actually behave in order to, to like. <laughs> but I do like how they included it because it is really funky. There's not a lot of animals in the animal kingdom where the male actually mm. gives birth, and seahorses are one of the rare creatures in which that happens. So I'm really glad they added that in. Oh. Yeah, I didn't realize either until this show. So Bojack teaches us things. Yeah, Bojack's teaching us things. But um, I thought that that was really interesting. I also liked how the scene where Bojack finally returns a little seahorse baby to the dad. How did you feel watching that? That little scene? What did you think? What did you feel? Yeah, he definitely felt like a bond towards the baby, the seahorse child, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. Like he basically had to risk his life to save this baby. 
from a shark that he like no <laughs> didn't from know. almost dying at the factory <laughs> yes from almost being gunned down by the security at that factory i don't yeah. know what they and were. then had to jump off a building which he didn't <laughs> swim away from because yes. was water but before he realized that Oh, and then before, like, I forgot that pipe thing where they were, like, being, they were gonna, like, get, like oh, slice right. into they pieces. Oh, right, they went to the drainery of the, yeah. the taffy factory, like, the drainery, sorry, like, whatever the exhaust was with that fan, yes. they almost got chopped to pieces. Yes. It was very terrifying, yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so he definitely, uh, I mean, when danger helps bond people. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was not just that, but also Bojack, especially after the whole Penny Charlotte incident has been very aloof and has been punishing himself. And I think that he prevented himself in multiple occasions since then to truly connect. Yes, he is making efforts in his friendship with Todd, but mm. he prevents himself from being vulnerable and from bonding to someone. So you're right that danger does cause someone to bond. And I think he had made himself feel vulnerable to the seahorse baby. And in mm. doing so, he had felt that connection. And it was interesting in that last scene when he returns the seahorse baby to its siblings. There are six mm -hmm. of them. Could mm -hmm. you tell which one was the one that spent time with Bojack? No. Exactly. Neither could I. And I thought that was interesting because it kind of shows how that seahorse baby just immediately returned back as if he had not intervened. Like his mm -hmm. mark on that baby's life seems to be erased so quickly. Hmm. And I felt the sort of grieving that Bojack had in that moment where the seahorse dad is like, do you want money? Do you want something else? Like, why are you still standing here? And Bojack's like, I just want to grieve this because he doesn't often have that. And I think that was the sadness oh, he was grieving. Interesting. And because he was grieving that sadness, it made him realize he's also grieving the sadness because him and Kelsey, similarly, he doesn't get vulnerable with people often. But Kelsey, when they were filming that, gorilla scene in the white house with um nixon right mm -hmm. they were together they had bonded they'd done that adventure and i think in some ways it mirrored a little bit of his relationship with kelsey and he felt the loss of that friendship and that's why i think after grieving that loss he was able to write the better letter to kelsey oh okay that makes sense because i i thought it was he was more like a more just like a bittersweet kind of like, like, oh, I'm happy for you that you returned to your parents kind of the goodbye thing. Yeah. But it, it makes more sense that he was grieving it. And that's why he wrote the letter. Because I was definitely like, dang, you, you suddenly can write a better letter now. You don't sound like you're full of yourself like in that first letter that you wrote. Yeah, because I definitely think it took him down a notch to realize that he went through all that effort. And in the end, it was for returning that seahorse to his, its family. Like he doesn't play a bigger role. He doesn't get a... A deeper reward N not money not anything else it wouldn't have actually made him happier right mm -hmm. it's one of those things where we talk about how you find value and impact and meaning and mm. this specific situation the meaning is derived not from things bojack typically uses which is mm -hmm. money fame external validation none of that actually matters it's a super <laughs> baby right just reuniting with home you know is that really gonna fill his sadness for a little bit, bit? no it's not and it's unfortunate that he didn't manage to get the letter to Kelsey Jennings. Yeah, I was actually heartbroken when that happened <laughs> because he had that opportunity to really see her and she actually waited and it would have been so rewarding to us mm. as viewers. Mm -hmm. Melina, did you, do you think that he will ever get a chance to tell 
Kelsey. Yeah, I think so. Um, like it's 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 they're in the actor in the actor world, movie world. I mean, like they will cross paths somewhere. Okay, okay, we'll see. I'm not gonna tell you what it happened. <laughs> now you give me this look like. Uh, yeah, you you can think that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm trying so hard to school my face. Listeners, Melina and I do have video chat while we're recording. Maybe at some point we'll ever share this, but it is hard for me to keep my poker face on. I promise I try 100%, but you know, this means nothing, Melina. I'm trying to be neutral. Don't read into this. I am interested in what happened at the end. He was late to his showing, and then he got back to the hotel way past time as Anna has specified. Way past time he failed at his one job he failed at talking to kelsey he failed at his one job of of showing up to the premiere Mm -hmm. and he kind of feels like he's grieving a connection he made so three losses in the in the bojack bucket Mm -hmm. and yet and yet somehow they are all so happy of the movie that abe to catfish made which Mm -hmm. makes sense he's literally a catfish this is his hometown (laughs) this is his world right Mm-hmm. Cat, you know, now that I mentioned Abe did not need a bubble when he was above <laughs> ground as well. I just want to mention that. Um, and Abe shows him the bar. He gets drunk. They're all rewarding him and celebrating him. Mm-hmm. And I actually had an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. The original Secretariat, before Bojack was rude to Abe and he mm-hmm. refilmed it, do you think it would have gotten this critical acclaim? Oh, uh, like the whole... You mean like in terms of what Abe was gonna do with his yeah weird the original plan? Abe one, not the ones they were, they were doing with Kelsey. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> yeah. So in some ways, maybe Bojack is actually deserving of all this credit because if he hadn't intervened and told Abe it was a bad movie, Abe would have never made this one. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Bojack keeps robbing himself of credit. I'm not saying he deserves to be because he definitely didn't act at that role. As that mm-hmm. role, but I think he sells himself short because an editor, right, and someone who uh, gives you critique, and that is still important criticism. Mm. Wait, so is this the first time that they're showing Secretariat in this pot, in this pot, like this underwater world? Yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. That that makes a lot of sense. For some reason, I thought it already like aired, and they were just kind of like it was more kind of like a. Like, oh my gosh, like, let's see the star, Bojack. No, this is before it does a full premiere. You know, Melina, with uh, some movies when they get hyped, like yeah. Spider-Man movies or Marvel movies, or actually even like more of these serious Oscar-type movies, mm-hmm. they do the publicity circuit before. So before it releases publicly to everyone or in certain countries, they you get to see a lot of interviews of them going on late-night talk shows talking mm. about it, or that you see them doing all the interviews. All that right. is... Uh, for those, a few select people get to watch it pre-screening, and they get to screen the show, uh, and then they talk about it. Or they have premieres at different film festivals before it just becomes publicly available at a theater. And this happens for TIFF, mm. right? Like you can go see a movie for TIFF, and that's like a premiere, uh, and it's mm-hmm. it's not publicly available in all the theaters. But right now, it's going to be at TIFF, and then after it will come. So they're just going to ignore the fact that he, like, gave everyone a thumbs up and, like, went around punching people. So something, and... <laughs> we have not seen the new Secretariat, right? They've never shown us the full new Secretariat. So something about what Abe de Catfish did somehow makes Bojack completely forgivable. <laughs> oh, no. This movie must be magic, right? 
Well, it's either must be magic or they're trying to be like, this guy is insane. So please, like, don't ignore him if he does all this weird stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, either that, but it seems like Bojack seems like a genius from this, right? Like, they're just applauding him. They're like, oh my goodness, brilliant. I do hope we get to see it. At least, like, like what the general like more about it yeah you just want to have a special which is just all of uh secretariat so that you can be like what what <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'll be like bojack's not like this bojack's not like that either there's but no way bojack acting, says that Melina. he's acting <laughs> he doesn't have to be bojack when you're acting that's true well i guess it doesn't matter anymore because we know as a computer three generated bojack anyways i'm shocked they haven't <laughs> been able to release that information through like one of the crew members would have said it you know what i mean <laughs> they were like bojack was on set all all filming <laughs> all, all the whole time they were filming he was on set it was just tennis ball <laughs> i'll be the other actors not said anything it was just a tennis ball we were just speaking to a tennis ball the whole time. Oh, they should no. get an award for that you know oh, that's funny <laughs> My goodness. Um, what was your favorite animal catch from this episode? There were tons with especially the underwater creatures. What was your favorite? What was my favorite? I mean, I think just the, all the sardines, really. Just traveling around <laughs> as a pack. I was just like, dang. <laughs> sardines. I guess are they sardines or school of fish? Either of those. It was one of the plays on that. Like squishing them into things or just like mm-hmm. all the exact same fish. Hilarious. I liked how when he was on the submarine... And he started mm-hmm. acting up about who he wants to get away because he was like, I don't want to go to the film festival. I don't want to be underwater. The animal that tased him was an electric eel. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. I loved it. There was so much to really enjoy about this episode. It was visually stunning. It was emotionally mm-hmm. beautiful. It was mm-hmm. uh, just like beautiful score. Excellent movie. <laughs> wait, I'm, wait, sorry. Not, this is not Secretary. Sorry, this is Bojack. <laughs> It's good enough uh, to be considered a movie. <laughs> do you think it should win an Oscar? <laughs> it could compete against Secretariat. Yeah. Okay, so this episode, we went in a completely different direction, Melina. We didn't see any of the other characters. So what do you think happened with them? I wanted to see the other characters. Which character were you waiting to see? Like all of them. Mainly Princess Carolyn. Oh, you love Princess Carolyn? Ah, I got you on the PC team. No PC gang. <laughs> of course I am, of course, interested in seeing the train wreck of Diane and <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter's marriage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that too, that too. Yep, yep. You're still on the six months, I think, or you said this end of the season they will still mm-hmm. be together. What was your last guess? I think end of this season. End of the season. And then we have uh, Princess Carolyn and her company. We don't know how that's going to go, so we'll touch base maybe next time. Do you think we're going to talk touch base on the other characters next episode, or do you think it's going to be another one of these uh, specials? We better go back. I, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> what if we have a special that doesn't focus on Bojack, focus on someone else? Okay, that can work too, because it is someone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no more Bojack. Well, Lena, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this episode, this show is called Bojack Horseman, so... <sighs> We need some spinoffs here. We need some spinoffs. Okay. My other very important question I ask every time, do you think Bojack's good and ba- good or bad? Like, he's done some good things this episode. Mm-hmm. And also some bad things. Mm-hmm. He was culturally insensitive and ignorant, but he also helped the seahorse find its dad. So, thoughts. He also destroyed a factory along the way. He also destroyed a factory, which <laughs> made me think that poor seahorse's livelihood, the seahorse dad's livelihood was looking at that factory. And now it's gone. So I hope Bojack's happy. 
Those six seahorse babies, who's going to feed them now, okay? Because that daddy ain't got a job anymore. How is he going to afford them? He's a single dad, okay? He didn't think about it, now did he? So, good or bad. I still think neutral, again. Even like... though he basically caused a bunch of people to be unemployed. I mean, that's something Bojack would do. <laughs> okay, still neutral. I don't of course, know. If I, I feel like tangentially, <laughs> you know, tangentially through the the factory collapsing, he could have caused so many deaths. He could have caused so many people lose their jobs. As a result of losing their jobs, they could be starving and then dying. I'm just saying. That's true. Actually, that's true. He definitely could have uh-huh. murdered uh-huh. a lot of people inadvertently uh-huh. through the factory. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do think the framing of the show definitely makes it very neutral, though. <laughs> like, I don't think it would condemn. He was actively trying not to do this. He was just trying to save one baby's life, one little seahorse baby. But then the question is, is one life worth it or is it a thousand lives worth it? I don't think a thousand <laughs> people were working at that factory. You don't know that? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so you're thinking, yeah, you think he's still neutral. I'm excited too. This was actually a really fun episode. One of my favorites. I think season three has some really good episodes. So I'm excited for you to see the Mambolina. I am too. Yeah. I'm going to see another one of the critically acclaimed episodes. So I'm going to ask you every episode now, which one you think won the Writers Guild of America award. Okay, okay, I'll keep an eye out. Okay. But then, no, never mind. I'll keep an eye out. Okay, okay. We'll find out, everyone. (laughs) Tune in next time. Bye. Bye. Follow us on our socials. We're Yakin' About Bojack on Instagram and Yakin' About Pod on Reddit. You can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Yakin' About Bojack is produced, recorded, and edited by Melina and Aditi. Music is by Podcast Co.'s royalty-free album, Keep Calm and Podcast, the song One Fine Day. All thoughts on this podcast are personal opinions. If you or someone you know is experiencing issues with addiction, substance abuse, or any of the topics mentioned in this episode, please know there is hope and seek professional help.